0: Hey streamers, the good news is I'm back safe and sound at Channel 13 Studios. Everyone's okay. I found Scott. He's a little banged up, a little bitten, but he's seeing, uh, what was it? Professor Wolfman? Something like that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be okay. The bad news is I don't have any clever intro for this week, so I'm just gonna dive right in. This is The Bloodstream. Before I get started, as I seem to have taken a liking to doing, I'm going to talk for a moment about some other stuff. I mentioned when I started this, I had another podcast I was doing, and that was back in 2004 or so. I made it four episodes into that, and in the last episode, I talked about the passing of a close friend of mine. And that had nothing to do with the end of the show, but both of those events kind of stuck in my brain, both her passing and stopping my show because they were so intertwined at, at the time so here i am episode five making it further than my previous podcasting career went and i just want to say this one and everyone after it is for ukl having made it so far i wanted to give a little nod to my past and now we're going to go into the future not not really not here anyways there might be time travel shenanigans later on but that'll be another episode but moving on If this is your first episode of The Bloodstream, let me give you a quick overview of what the hell you've doubled into. There's a lot of movies out there available on streaming services. So every week I go out there, pick something at random, watch it, sit down, and give you my thoughts on it with snark and humor, which is kind of my stock and trade these days. This week I'm looking into a little movie from 2006 called Demons at the Door, and this is a doozy. I heard about this on a mystery science theater group discussion where someone asked, so what's the worst movie you've ever seen that you actually really like? And someone mentioned Demons at the Door. I looked it up, I watched the trailer, I'm like, okay, I have to see this. This is exactly the sort of bad I like. And of course, watching something streaming online that's really bad, oh, I gotta share that to the bloodstream. So let's just dive right in and hear the trailer for Demons at the Door.
1: When word spread that my father discovered the wall of Kataris, the church and of course the CIA wanted a piece of the find. We sealed the wall with a special mortar made of holy water and a small piece of the Shroud of Tehran, which was grounded up and added. We blessed the wall and everything seemed to be fine and tilted in.
2: The breach must be sealed before nightfall.
3: My job is to keep you alive, not read your stupid ghost stories. I well, thought this was an archaeological dig, Miss Hera. That site predates all known
1: civilizations, Sergeant.
2: This is the Eye of Satan. You now know that you are in possession of the Eye, and you will stop at nothing to get it. We
3: have been chosen, Sergeant. This is a battle for our very
2: existence.
3: I was chosen for this mission? Now I'm chosen to battle the Devil? I
2: need a drink. You have the means to defeat Satan and seal the breach. You must have faith.
1: These things are trying to get into our minds. They're trying to confuse and scare us.
3: These things are nothing but liars. They'll use the seat to gain an advantage. If they could get in here, don't you think they would?
1: I can't deliver you the eye. Sergeant Castellano's the only one who can open the containment
3: chamber. They just don't make demons the way they used to. Time to end this, now. When demons are at the door, sometimes you gotta let them in. Let them in and kill them.
0: Yeah, you can hear the bad acting immediately in that trailer. And count yourselves lucky at missing the really terrible CGI. I'll get into a lot more of that as we go along, correct me? I was totally sold on seeing this movie simply by the line, When the demons are at the door, sometimes you gotta let them in. Let them in and kill them. That just brilliant and delivered terribly and I I love it, love it so much. But I'm getting way ahead of myself so let me just rewind a bit and start from the beginning. Demons at the Door is about an archaeological dig that has uncovered some hefty ancient stone doors. They accidentally blowed a hole in it, but good, and end up recovering a trinket called the Eye of Satan. That actually ends up being the cause of pretty much everything that goes wrong throughout the movie. In fact, you know, I can't set this plot up any better than the movie itself does, since they dive right in with bad CGI and papyrus font to basically explain the setup. And I'm just gonna go right to that for the first clip.
1: When the human race was created, a war was fought in the heavens between good and evil. The angel Lucifer and one-third of all angels tried to exalt themselves above God. They waged a battle that shook the heavens. Lucifer's army was defeated by the forces of good and cast into Tartarus, or hell as we know it. The fallen angels were transformed into demons, and Lucifer became their ruler, Satan. Satan was forced to exist between the realms of Earth and Hell. A mystical amulet named the Eye of Satan was created as a tool to allow the demons of Hell to one day roam freely. Even now, the creatures of Hell prepare for a war against Heaven with the sole purpose of enslaving mankind. The Eye of Satan has been lost in the ancient sands of the Earth and guarded by the Archangel Uriel, Uriel waits at the gates of hell for one day he may be forced to announce the final Armageddon. The time has come. The end of existence is at hand. The demons
0: are at the door. And right out of the gate, the movie is already frustrating me. It's a minor thing, but I just don't care for the way they say Tartarus. And on top of that, Tartarus isn't exactly hell. It's the Greek ideal of... A place for punishment, and it has its kind of hell-like qualities, but why are we mixing mythologies before we're even out the door? And on top of that, you heard in the trailer about the Shroud of Turan, which, ugh. But hey, you know what? Regional differences? For all I know, those are perfectly legitimate pronunciations for both those words. I'm not gonna dwell on it too much. This movie throws enough at you that these are minor quibbles by the end of the day. Trust me. It gives us fairly standard opening credits after the explanation. But then the director's credit comes up, and it's slightly tilted. And this is such a cheesy movie, at first I thought, oh, someone just didn't care enough to train it up. Or maybe the director wanted to be a little more noticeable. And that actually turns out being the right explanation, because you find out it's a little cockeyed, because it's layered onto the stone wall that the archaeologists are poking at, and one of them literally brushes the credit off the wall. It's a terrible effect, It's so overdone, and it's just randomly done for the director's credit, and it it didn't need to be done. All the minor things are just heading up the depths to which this movie goes to. Once the archaeologists are done brushing the credits off the wall, they kind of pull out a bit, and you see their stone door set is so horribly pasted onto some desert stock footage. On the one hand, it looks terrible and like a bad effect, But on the other hand, I kinda like the throwback to old classic matte paintings where you could really tell that live footage was just stuck onto a painting somewhere. Eventually a guy with black robes and a machine gun shows up, spouting off about how they're working for Satan and they're doing the devil's work by digging this up, which, spoiler alert, I guess he's technically right. Inside the base, we see the lead doctor watching all this on security footage, which leads me to a number of questions. Question 1. Where is the camera? That shot of the doors sure looked like it was in the middle of nowhere with nothing else around it except for mountains in the distance. This gets kind of answered a little later on because they have this underground facility right next door, which I don't know how that got there. I don't know where it is geographically because we never see the two in relation to each other, but it looks like they have the underground pit where across from the door to get into the base is the door to hell. Literally. I don't know how that works. Which I just kind of steamrolled ahead to question two of and where are they, but... Like I said, it's all kind of weird and geographically off. But you got the base on one side, the doors on the other, and there we are. And just as a little side note, the doctor slams his hand down on an intercom, which is so clearly someone's leftover answering machine they had buried at the back of their closet. Production values everyone, and I'm sure it's going to come up in a clip at some point, but this movie has a number of characters that are endlessly sexist and racist. It starts here with the guy in the robes, because he just keeps talking about the doctor's daughter, Annie. He keeps calling her whore, which the demons carry forward, and then, you know, they're like I said, the sexism and racism, and I can kind of go along with it, and I really hate saying that, but just bear with me. For the most part, we're dealing with demons here, and they're foul, evil creatures that are the worst of everything, so they're not going to have clean mouths. So they're going to spout foul obscenities while using it to establish that yeah they're demons there does come a point that it's just like okay enough they they don't like women move on and that's what i'm gonna do if it comes up later in the clip i'm sorry it sucks and i don't approve of it and i'm just gonna say right here movie stop saying whore but eventually the base sends out its security forces which is a whopping two guys Castellano and Jackson, and Castellano is the very quotable guy from the trailers, they come out to confront the guy with the gun, and I I can't even begin to describe this opening fight. So I'm going to head here and describe the opening fight. The movie just dives straight into the incomprehensibleness. It goes without saying that they're bad acting during the fight. The lo- the lines are written horribly. It should be no surprise that they're terrible fully work for every punch going through. It sounds like picking from a bad sound library or something I put together. Somehow, the timer on the bomb the guy with the robes brought with him gets activated and starts counting down. And it stops just randomly just so they can drag the scene out some a little longer. It is literally the longest 30 seconds I've ever seen. And probably more like two or three minutes of this fight going on. Short version, the terrorist gets killed with naturally a terrible one-liner from Castellano. Believe me, I wish I could stop and just clip every single bad joke that comes out of this guy's mouth, and I was really tempted. Don't worry, I get plenty of Castellano in the mix. Oh, and how can I forget? At some point during the fight, Castellano just had to stop and tear his shirt open. I'm legitimately surprised they didn't have him keep it off for the whole movie. So they get back inside the base and the bomb goes off, and they argue what to do next, eventually deciding to go outside and check on the damages. It ends up being not that much, just some rubble-hittering about. The worst is the guy was trying to stop the scientist from opening the door, and his bomb accidentally goes off and opens the door, as these things tend to do. And now that the door is open, there's a guy in armor wandering around, and if that wasn't bad enough, the door is also spewing out lens flares. is Is this the secret origin of J.J. Abrams? So it turns out the guy in the armor is Uriel, and thankfully he's on our side because the guy is huge. Think back to Arnold Schwarzenegger in his early days when he was really pumped. Yeah, this guy is like that big. But now that Uriel's there, they fight off the few demons that have crept out and get back inside the base. And since Uriel knows what's going on, he basically imparts the bulk of the plot in the next fairly long clip. You know how talking about religion can
2: get. This is the eye of Satan ever fall into his hands, he would regain his whole form. What do you mean? He would be able to move between heaven and earth again, as he did in the beginning.
3: How the hell did Satan get here? That is why we're here. I thought this was an archaeological Miss here. Not a monster movie. That site predates
1: all known civilizations, Sergeant. If you took the time to read our reports, you'd know that.
3: My job is to keep you alive, not read your stupid ghost stories. Since you seem to come out of that hole, maybe you could tell us what's going on.
2: Lucifer was the anointed cherub.
3: I thought cherubs were fat little angels.
2: He was anointed, set apart for God's divine purpose.
3: Alright, you put me to sleep. Would you get to the point?
2: God had given Lucifer a certain amount of power and authority, but he perverted that power. Lucifer wanted to exalt himself above God, rather than just being an angel of God.
3: Say I swallow this. If God's so powerful and good, why'd he create Satan?
2: Lucifer was perfect in all his ways, but iniquity was found in him. It was not put there by God. Lucifer created it.
3: In Ezekiel 28 it says, Like man, the angels were created perfect and with a free will. Lucifer was God's most beautiful and perfect angel, but because of his desire to take God's place, he and one-third of all the angels were cast out of heaven. Lucifer became Satan, and the fallen angels became demons.
2: Very simply stated, Doctor.
0: I never would have guessed that Uriel was from New York. But Uriel saves the Doctor before he can die right there in front of them, and Cahilano is basically doing the skeptic role despite everything he's already seen. With the great line of, Join the Marines! See the world! I hate the desert. You, sir, are no John McClane, that's for sure but since we're still in just the first act of this movie, Uriel still has a lot more talking to do and a lot more explaining of what's going on, and he's gonna get a bit of a tick and clock situation going on with everything, and I'm just gonna dive right into the next clip.
2: Mr. Castellano, if I may continue, I will explain all. Am I gonna like this? I am the Angel of Salvation, patron angel of those who seek salvation. I presided over Tartarus, or as you know it, Hades.
3: So where's your wings and heart? He's such an asshole maybe but I ain't a gullible asshole
2: I was sent to earth to one of the last great disaster the great flood I warn all of the impending cleansing of the earth and
3: has what to do with our situation
2: I'm trying to explain in words that your simple mind can comprehend
3: thanks mr. universe but you know this simple mind has got me through some very tight spots this is more than a tight spot sergeant this is a battle for our very existence go on
2: God did not spare angels when they sinned. He sent them to hell, putting them into dungeons to be held for judgment.
3: Why didn't God just destroy Satan?
2: When sin had entered into the nature of man through Adam's transgression, God was presented with a dilemma. For God to destroy Satan, he would also have to destroy man. But God had a better way, a way of redemption. He would eventually send his son to cleanse mankind.
3: What about that slimy devil boy outside?
2: We have to seal that opening before dark. His minions can only come out while darkness holds the earth. He must obtain the amulet before the first rays of sun appear.
3: There's 30 minutes before the sun goes down. But for clarity's sake, why did a thing come out into the sun?
2: That was a manifestation of Satan himself. He can, for short periods, walk into the sunlight, but his powers are greatly diminished. He now knows you are in possession of the eye, and he will stop at nothing to get it.
3: Sarge, I think you better get in here. There's something really strange happening. You should be in here.
0: So yeah, we've got a ticking clock, which doesn't really apply because it's like, they are talking about how the demons are going to come out at night, but then they have until sunrise, then the demons will be back in the cage so they have next to the next day. It doesn't really work as a ticking clock when you think about it. I'll let it slide for now, it gives them enough motivation. I do appreciate them actually trying to explain some of the plot holes they've already wandered into, by explaining why demons explode when sunlight hits them, except when it doesn't. After all that info dump, Uriel basically pulls a Yuwatu and says he can't interfere with any of this. And it had to be humanity's fight, you know, the usual deal, and he ups and disappears. URIEL OUT! The demons actually have a pretty good grasp of technology and keep using the security cameras to contact everyone inside the base from time to time. Do a little taunting, do a little tempting, the usual demon spiel. They show Annie what the future has in store for her and her father. And based on what they're shown, apparently the future holds for them really bad CGI fire. This movie is full of really bad CGI fire, Trust me. So wanting to avoid that, and I can't blame anyone wanting to stay far away from bad CGI fire. So she makes a literal deal with the devil to turn over Castellano, because he's the only one who can open the vault where the eye is stored. Castellano has gone out to try again to blow up the door, which would make sense, but Annie tells the devils that's where he is, so they send some forces out there to try to take him out. Catalano and Jackson pretty much kick ass of every demon that comes for them, and they end up taking one of the demons prisoner. Now, they've taken out all the demons that we can see for the moment. They came out there to blow up the door and stop the problem. There's nothing stopping them from using the explosives they brought out in the first place to blow up the door, which they came out there to do in the first place, but they don't do it. I know they got a prisoner, but... They couldn't have taken a few extra seconds just to, to blow up the door, it would have stopped this movie an hour earlier. But no, they don't do that, they bring the prisoner back to a jail cell and, big surprise, the demon is racist as fuck. I've already ranted about that and I'm tempted to do it again because it's so overbearing at this point. They start to have a taunt off with the demon, which, I am not joking, they actually do yo mama jokes with the demon, which is bad enough. But when you consider that they have the demon in a cage behind bars, and they're safe and sound on the other side with guns and could easily shoot the demon through the bars in the face and stop all the taunting once they realize it's not going to give them anything, what do these two chuckleheads do? Why, naturally, they open the door so they can have a boxing match with the demon. What the fuck? So they have a fit fight with the demon. And not only is the demon racist as fuck, he is... Straight up a punk-ass loser Because our two heroes basically curb-dump the fuck out of the demon down into the dirt It wasn't even a contest They eventually run a pipe through the demon's chest And out of nowhere, the doctor comes running in with a giant axe To hack the demon up into tiny little pieces Which, when I say he comes out of nowhere There was no build-up for this whatsoever The doctor just suddenly runs in with, with an axe I don't have a problem with in concept Give me hacking up, give me the neon yellow demon blood if you want That's fine, that's great. Just give me some fair warning before the guy runs in with an axe. Check off that shit up, man. But ultimately, it all helped me to just ask, what was the point of any of that? They brought the demon in, they didn't get any information out of it, it was a fist fight, they went out to blow up the door and didn't accomplish shit. But it's time for Satan to try calling back, and just let that shit go to voicemail, it's not worth it. But here's what the demon has to say anyways. All All nice and clean, clean, Doctor?
2: doctor?
1: I would would like like to see that that daughter of of yours yours in the shower. shower. That she's she's a hot
3: piece of of ass, eh Doc? You're wasting your time. Your taunts don't bother me. We will deal with you soon enough.
0: Oh, I'm so scared.
3: I'm sorry, but I'm so scared. The,
1: the, Blair Witch. Witch. the
3: Blair Witch. The Blair Witch. I, I fucked her, her. just this like I'm gonna, gonna fuck, fuck your daughter. You're a vile creature. I will enjoy seeing you suspect back to hell.
1: We're almost in, Doctor. I will have your daughter soon.
0: Why is the demon doing bad stand-up improv? That's the only thing I can think of when I hear that clip. And while I'm all for a good Blair Witch dig, what was the point of that Blair Witch dig? It just literally name-dropped in for no reason I can tell other than to slag the Blair Witch. Which, trust me, I don't like the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch is a better movie than this. Step off demons at the door. You do not get to taunt the Blair Witch. And are we just going to forget the whole thing where Annie kind of betrayed everyone and sold them out to the demon? I mean, that's gonna come up again at some point, I hope. Yes? No? Movie... Now that the demon's dead and Satan's made a couple calls, they decide, hey, we should plant some explosives and bury the door. You know, the plan they had 20 minutes ago. And they don't do any better this time because they get distracted by other stuff, starting with another call from Satan, because, sure. Satan tells the two soldiers they don't really know what's going on and they should check out some files, which... Surprise! they don't actually end up doing until later Because this movie loves dropping in plots and then not doing shit with them But meanwhile things are actually happening Because the demons have figured out that while they can't get through the door Because Uriel protected it They can come up through the drains Which here's the lesson learned from this movie If you got some demon sludge coming up Grab that plunger but Annie's father can't plunge fast enough and eventually the clog decides to get itself out when a giant tentacle shoots up through the drain, grabs the doctor's head, rips it off, and pulls out a large chunk of his spine. Annie sees this happen and she does the usual thing where she starts moaning about, oh no, it's my fault, I killed my father, and no, no. Listen to me very carefully. It was very clearly the giant tentacle face that killed your father. But of course the plots about Annie betraying everyone to the demons and the soldiers not knowing what's going on are completely tossed aside so they band together to fight the demons. It's like the movie has these ideas and it keeps dropping them in to try to keep interest going and to try to keep things tense but it also feels like the movie just wants to get things over with, get to the good stuff and then just throws out the plots it brought up. I mean, any of these ideas would be really great or interesting to keep the plot going, but the movie brings them up and moves on to something else. The pacing is just absolutely garbage. So Annie goes to the safe and pulls out a book and the Eye of Satan, and I thought she said only Catalano could get it from the safe, and God, I don't even care anymore. Moving on. And this leads to her pulling out the book and explaining more plot in the next clip.
1: This is what we believe was our first encounter with Satan himself.
3: Why do you think this is Satan? Looks like uh, some kind of animal, maybe a wolf. It
1: said it was Satan. It promised us great gifts if we could set him free.
3: Do you have anything besides this picture to back this up?
1: The tapes, but they were taken by the CIA after the failed mission into the temple. The CIA, in all its mental capacity, thought that they could offer the eye for the services of Satan or a few of his minions. He wanted the eye and they wanted a new weapon. So they decided to offer a copy of it first. See if he could be trusted.
3: Trust the devil? I can't even comprehend the depths of stupidity in that reasoning. I was gonna scam Satan? <laughs> Goddamn, what a bunch of fruit booties.
1: As you can see, Satan doesn't have a sense of humor.
3: Why don't you tell us this right away? That's not something you hold back. Especially the two men that got to save your ass. We
1: wanted to find a way that this didn't happen again, that the CIA didn't go back in there. We certainly didn't think the wall would be breached again, at least not so soon. We sealed the wall with a special mortar made of holy water and a small piece of the Shroud of Tehran, which is grounded up and added. We blessed the wall and everything seemed to be fine until today.
3: You're a priest?
1: Bishops, actually. But my father was excommunicated from the church when I was born. They felt that... His marriage and my birth were blasphemy against the sacred bond between he and the church. Dr. Spencer was brought in by the Vatican. He was here to assist us with any spiritual help that we might need. He was their resident debunker, but that all changed when this happened. What about the feds? It packed up and left when the wall was sealed. But the Vatican felt there wasn't enough evidence to warrant a public report on this. So, they assigned Dr. Spencer to stay here and gather more information.
3: A cover up, Jesus Christ. They they prove the devil exists and and then they try to hide the shit. They've been covering up this shit for centuries. If it's bad for business, they create your own reality.
1: Welcome to the real reality. Everything you learned as children is true. The devil prowls around at night like a roaring lion Looking for souls to devour. Seeking to destroy the lives of human beings. Keeping them separate from God.
0: Well, that part's not exactly true, is it? They say Satan's been prowling around at night, but he's been locked up. He's not doing any prowling. He is now, but the movie can't even stick to its own mythology. Or continuity. Also, that photograph of supposedly Satan that Capilano asked about, they never actually show it. The only photograph near that moment that they show is the hole in the wall and it's a dark pit. There's no Satan in that. That's some top-notch storytelling there, guys. But I will say, the CIA thinking they can recruit demons as weapons? Yeah, that sounds about right. But Annie does reveal that the plan was to send the Eye of Satan far, far away to keep it safe because it's not a good idea to have it next to the door. Which leads to the revelation that the Eye of Satan they have is a fake. Why would the demons not know this? Why would they be fighting how so hard to get into this place where the fake eye of Satan is? I guess the argument would be, oh they can't tell it's a fake. These demons knew of the contents of files to taunt the soldiers with, so why would they not be able to tell that the most important artifact, the thing that Satan needs to become whole and walk the earth again, isn't real? But it's time for another Skype call from Satan, and this time Dad comes along for the ride. Or more accurately, his severed head doing its best impression of Holly from Red Dwarf comes along for the ride. Which leads to my next question. How can a cheesy, low-budget, sci-fi show on British television from the late 80s be able to do a better severed head effect than this piece of crap from 2006? After the taunting, the tentacle comes back up the drain, like the go-head of every single alligator that has ever been flushed down the toilet has come back for revenge. Jackson ends up being the one fighting it because the other two are out doing whatever. He pretty much kicks its ass, but not before interrogating it and finding out there's another demon lurking around going after Annie. And this is such, such a long fight of a man flailing around with a puppet. Eventually, he pulls the Wolfman Jack and tears the thing straight in half. And after that nearly 10 minute long fight, the tentacle spews blood for another good, solid minute. Have I mentioned the pacing in this movie is terrible? So terrible, I do not need to spend another minute watching him put peroxide on his wounds. And after a bit, Jackson finally remembers, Oh shit, Annie. Yeah, remember that little bit after staring off into space for five minutes straight. Get on with it. So he goes off to save Annie, and he slips on all the blood goo with a silly sound effect. Completely taking away any sense of seriousness this movie might have built up by this point. Which wasn't much to be fair, but what little there was. And, of course, that other demon finally shows up while Annie's taking a shower. Because you gotta throw in the boobs, right? Castellano arrives with his Ashley J. Williams survival kit of a shotgun and mini chainsaw. Seriously, it's the cutest little baby chainsaw. But he's not really necessary as Annie has things well in hand, as you'll hear in the next clip. I'll
3: cut your tentacles off and pick my teeth with them! How fucking rude, man! I don't burst in on you when you're jerking off, do I?
1: Not now, Rick. I was so close, I've never had anything to compare to this. Sergeant, get the
3: fuck out of here. Annie, you don't know what you're saying. She asked lead, to bud, but if you want to stay and watch, feel free. But if you decide to take pictures, be sure to get me from my right side.
1: Sergeant, get the
3: fuck out of here. <laughs> ah,
0: my nuts! Whoa, demons got nards. So yeah, she wraps up a towel, nails the demon right in his demon junk, and slices him up with the baby chainsaw. Back with Jackson, he's finally waking up from his cartoon sound effect-induced concussion. And what's left of the doc's body is sitting up having a chat with him with his eyeball poking up out of the bloody neck stump. Yeah, that happens. Oh, and because of the demon blood getting into Jackson's wounds, the demon now has control over his arm, which once again sounds a bit too close to the Evil Dead series for my liking. But since the demon forces have control over Jackson's arm, we get a lovely overlong scene of why do you keep hitting yourself? The movie started off campy, but fairly seriously, and now it's going into jokey territory. The doc's animated corpse gets taken out when Castellano runs in and uses the baby chainsaw, so that's taken care of, again. But the killer eye poking out of the next dump rolls off somewhere. You know what? No, no, it, it doesn't roll off. Bear with me as I explain this incompetence. A still image of the eye is pasted into the scene, and you can tell it is literally dragged across the frame. It comes just short of seeing the mouse pointer click on the eye and pull it across the screen. It just... How? How can it be so bad? Blood Demon Rising had better effects than this. They chase after the eye, which shouldn't be too hard because it's being dragged, but by the time they found it, it's grown some tentacles so it can at least properly walk around. Or more accurately, one of the tentacles has grown into a tail and is always somehow conveniently off-screen, so it can be held by someone which is shaking the puppet so it looks like it's properly moving. At least it's a step up from dragging a still image. After kicking the iris out of the eye, the demon forces try to control Jackson's arm again and force it to open the door and let them in. And after the usual struggles, eventually Catalano grabs the chainsaw and hacks off his friend's arm, once again being very Evil Dead. They try to patch up Jackson before he bleeds out, so it must be Catalano's turn to fight the eye. Which is really just him grabbing the puppet and running around the room. I swear the movie is 80 straight minutes of people fighting themselves. Of course, they retreat to try to patch up Jackson and end up in the room with the evil sink. Don't they have any other rooms that they could use in this entire facility? It has, like, two rooms, evil sink and security cameras. Oh, and the door. They try to do something arguably smart the next time something tries to pennywise up the drain and dump some liquid nitrogen they just so happen to conveniently have lying around and freeze whatever's coming up. They decide they just have to buy 15 more minutes and decide to take the fight to the demons. They rush to the door and find the demon that's been calling them has paid them a visit and found its way inside. Because the problem with Jackson's severed arm is that it was still mobile. In fact, remember the trick they kept using with the painted on eye? They do the same thing with dragging around Jackson's arm, basically. I can't even begin to describe how bad all this looks. I am only scratching the surface. Audio does not do this movie injustice enough. Jackson shows up to basically have his big hero redemption moment and has the Eye of Satan and a bunch of bombs. And again, the demons still don't know the Eye of Satan is a fake. Stupid. Stupid demons. Long story short, Jackson blows the she-demon up good. Catalano runs outside to fight more puppets until the sun comes up, and they finally decide to do what they should have done in the first place several times over and blow up the gate. Catalano agrees to sacrifice himself, walks into the gate, and... That's our next one. That
1: has got to be the most beautiful
3: sunrise I've ever seen. Not much for this kind of stuff. But I have to agree. Still want a lot to do.
2: You don't have
1: to go in there. Just set the explosives and get out.
3: You know it's not good enough. We have to make sure no one makes the same mistakes we made here.
1: It's not fair. Why should you pay for our mistakes?
3: I've never been good for much, but I am a good soldier, and it's the only thing I do well. I always knew where I'd wind up. I'm going there on my terms. This is
1: crazy. Can't you just stay with me for a little while?
3: I can't. If I don't go now, May not be able to later. Go and start the rescue, Beacon. it will alert the satellites you need to be extracted. They'll come and take you home. Promise me, you'll destroy all traces of this
0: There's not much to that clip, but I can appreciate a good heroic sacrifice, even in a, in a bad movie. So Castellano blows up the gate, and he miraculously survives—or more accurately, he finds himself in hell, which, quite frankly, is a short trip because he walked half the way there already. Castellano wanders around hell for a bit and meets his new master, Satan, which appears to be a giant eye until he walks through the flames and—no, no, 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 no. I'm done. No, nope. No, fuck this movie. Fuck this next clip. Fuck.
2: Enter the flames and see the Lord of all darkness. Bow before Satan.
3: Oh, you gotta be shitting me. I am Satan. A fucking little ugly fucking dog. I I fucking take shits bigger than you. Fuck. You're gonna fucking shout orders to me. Ha! Do not laugh, bow oh, your head.
0: Bow oh, motherfucker, this what's Satan's a dog. Satan's a dog. Satan is a dog. And you're not seeing the dog, so let me tell you what kind of dog it is. And you would think if they were doing Satan as a dog, they would have like a Great Dane or a German Shepherd or, or even a Bulldog. Anything, if you wanted to be really big and imposing, you would go for a St. Bernard. That would be awesome. Satan as dog idea. I'm not saying the idea itself is awesome. But what do they use? They use a pug. Damned pug is Satan. Satan's a dog. Satan is a very bad dog. Satan's a dog. The only saving grace to this is Catalano has the same reaction I do. Fuck. <sighs> okay, l- let me pull this together and wrap this up. Catalano has the fake eye of Satan with a bomb hill attached to it, so he waves the eye at Satan, and he tosses it aside. Yes, that's right, Catalano is playing fetch with Satan! And again, I'd like to point out, the eye is fake, and Satan isn't realizing this. But while Satan is eating the eye and is distracted, Catalano pulls out the detonator and blows up the eye bomb. I wish I had a camera pointed at me recording the reaction the movie gives me at this point. Because everything you're hearing right now is done after the fact. Even the storming off in anger, I recorded that later. At this point in the movie, I literally had to stop watching, so I could bury my face in my hands and sob and laugh all at the same time. I am not cheating you, because when the bomb goes off, Satan's head is removed by photoshop, falls away like a bad layer, and fire comes shooting out of the body that remains. Satan's head falls off and is replaced by shooting fire, and Satan's a dog, and all this ends with Castellano and Jackson taking over Hell. Yay! Before it fully ends, we cut back briefly to a scene with Annie, and Uriel's there to wrap this up. And I I need a break to recover, and I'm just gonna let him play out with one last clip. You awaken,
1: Uriel. What are you doing here? God,
2: where am I? In a hospital.
1: Oh, I had the strangest dream.
2: It was no dream.
1: You mean. Castellano?
2: Yes. yes. He delivered on his promise.
0: What
1: do you mean?
2: Humankind has new guardians.
0: The look Uriel gives when he says Jash and Castellano are the Earth's new guardians is one of complete resignation. And. well, fuck, we're screwed. And. Same, Uriel. Same, really. And I'm going to be a good comic book nerd and not make jokes about the DC Comics New Guardians. But wait, there's even more. Because there's an after credits scene. And I use the term scene loosely. It literally is still photo, yet another one, of Annie's dad having tea with... Satan. But Annie's dad has a giant hammer behind his back. And makes the old joke of... One lump or two. And by making the joke, I mean they adr the line over the stilled photo. No one moves, no one actually says anything. It's just a goofy photograph with a bad joke being told over it. This single moment encapsulates everything wrong with this movie. Poor production values by using a still photo. Cheap CGI hell outside the windows of the tea room. Satan is a fucking tiny yap yap dog. And bad jokey humor. That's it. That is the entire movie in a nutshell. And... That's Demons at the Door, where Satan is a dog. So what did I think of this mess? And though, oh it is a mess. Editing is terrible. Lines of dialogue literally drop out in the middle of sentences. The effects are laughable at best. Satan turns out to be a dog. This movie may be my new winter beast. Those of you that know me know that Winter Beast is one of my favorite bad movies. It is so incompetently made, and this might be the Winter Beast of the 21st century. It's actually a little bit better than Winter Beast because this actually has a coherent plot, which kind of keeps it from really achieving true classic status. But this movie is just so bizarre and weird and bad. It's terrible. It is a shitty movie. Everything about it is bad but it all comes together in just this wonderfully terrible way that I can't look away, and I love it in that way you love bad movies. I don't recommend seeing this. It's it's horrible, but it's so hilarious, and, and I, just, I want to show this to so many people. Hell yeah. Demons at the Door is terrible. Satan is a dog. The world no longer makes sense. I'm going to wrap this up. This has been the fifth episode of The Bloodstream. You can find us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, or recommendations, because, hey, someone mentioned this movie to me. I watched it and threw it right on the show almost immediately. Drop me a line on the Facebook group or at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. As always, the music is Baba Yaga by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Check out his stuff. That was Bloodstream. Take care and keep streaming. (laughs)